1: Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on
0: 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Putting a bow on hour one of On the Block. Austin Norman Nick Sainer with you. Talked well, I, about a lot. We are. <laughs> we're going to continue to talk about a lot. Talked um, about a lot. I want to throw this to you guys. You have, you know, five, ten minutes or so to get these responses in. What's a Nebraska athletics moment that just lives rent-free in your head? Positive or negative? Yeah. So just just a Husker athletics moment that, that you go to, whether it's positive or negative, any sport. We're done remembering dudes. Actually, we're never done just remembering <laughs> dudes. This is kind of what we do here. But we're going to go to moments now. So what are those Husker athletic moments that, that live rent-free in sport. your head? Any sport. We'll get to those to start next
1: hour. Um, most of them will be negative.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where <laughs> our heads were at during the break. Um, yeah. Oscar softball at the Mary Nutter Classic down in mm-hmm. Cathedral City falls three to two to San Diego State in oh. extra innings. Big bummer there for the softball team six and four in the season now. And hey, in just a few minutes, first pitch against number nineteen UCLA and Tom Brady's niece Maya Brady,
1: who is very right. good at softball. Very good at very softball. Good at softball. I, I'll ask you this: what, where, where should the expectations for Nebraska softball be? Still make a regional? Still make a regional? Maybe not host one. Yeah. I think you were pretty confident in hosting one before. Can you get to a two or are you going to be a three in a regional? It goes back to that same conversation of like, can, it's that same conversation of like, can the Big Ten have enough successful teams to give yourself respect? Northwestern Michigan got to step up. Yeah. And like, it's, it's Northwestern. I think Indiana's pretty good this year in softball, if I remember correctly. Um, or I might be getting that mixed up with women's basketball. I know they're good in women's basketball, just but Caitlin Clark last night. They did. Uh, they stomped mm-hmm. Iowa. Um and there was also a video of of an Indiana player stomping Caitlin Clark. So <laughs> I, I didn't mean it when I said that, but there you go. Uh I yeah, I, I think it's just tough to look at it when it's when when you're just in the Big Ten conference. Um and it goes back to that same conversation of like, I just hope you figure out a way to Schedule non-con games, or excuse me, schedule conference games early in the season, and just the whole Tony Patiti having a major league baseball mm-hmm. background, I just think benefits the conference more than people realize. Baseball and softball, yeah, for both. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, I also think like at some point, and as we transition to baseball here, um, at some point, not having unlimited scholarships, but having more than eleven point seven, I think is would be would be. Beneficial. Beneficial for for Big Ten programs. Um, NIL, like, that's where Nebraska, like, we we talk so many so often about how it might be bad at Nebraska just for lack of national respect, but at least it's not like a Michigan State or or a Penn State. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you look at the Big Ten on the baseball front, and people don't care. Even Illinois. Yeah, people just don't care. Rutgers had Todd Frazier as, as one of their alums, and not many people really pay attention. And so unless they have that 41 season. Right. And so I think there's some things that will we talk about how bad it is, you know, just involving and surrounding Nebraska. Like Nebraska has it as good as anyone, if not the best out of anyone in the Big Ten, because people actually care. and mm-hmm. And the athletic department invests in the baseball program it still just doesn't really give them a whole lot of notoriety nationally. It really doesn't. Um, on Husker Baseball, they do get
0: the win last night, 7-2 to over Grand Canyon. Two things really stood out to me. Like, first of all, Drew Christo obviously shoved. Six innings yeah. pitch, I mean, four hits, only the one run allowed. Great sign from the Elkhorn product. But on the offense, seven runs is a good sign. Huskers had scored four, three, and then six in the loss to Oklahoma. But Nick, we've talked about how this team isn't going to be a big power-hitting team like last year. Yeah. Which... When I see the extra base hits from last night, you see Tyler Stone, oppo gap double, oppo home run. Yep. You see um, Case Sanderson, opposite field triple. Josh Karen's triple that turned yeah. into the, the the triple at the air to send him home, dead up the middle. If Nebraska is not going to be a power-hitting team, I love the guys sitting back, going gap to gap approach, mm-hmm. and not trying to swing out of their shoes and pull the ball to try to generate power.
1: Yeah, it's use all areas of the field, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Um, and Nebraska needs to be balanced like that, especially in these next three weeks. There, there, something that's not getting discussed enough. Um, just, just overall, is is the fact that with overbeak out for three weeks or so with a broken finger, that's that's pretty. That's pretty big. He was he was statistically one of the better hitters. Five for twelve uh, yeah. opening weekend. Yeah, in the opening weekend down in Dallas against really good competition. So um I, I don't know for sure off the top of my head when Nebraska starts their their home stretch, but I, usually it's it's like March 9th or somewhere around there. Um first home game for Nebraska will be against South Alabama on March eighth. For March eighth. Okay, perfect. So I mean he won't be back by then. Um, well, I guess that would be about three weeks. So maybe maybe overbeat can be back by the home opener, but you're going to face obviously to Wichita. Maybe. Yeah, Grand Canyon. Then you'll have some midweek performances. And going back to Drew Christo, that's a big one, Austin, just because uh, he's been a guy that's just struggled sometimes to, to carve out a consistent role. Even though I, I know he allowed a, a run or two against uh, the opening weekend competition or, or Christo struggled a little bit with mm-hmm. location. And, and control of his pitches, but he, he was able to throw and, and had some good velocity on his throws. Um, and, and now you have this second performance. You hope that he can be that midweek guy, because while Nebraska's weekend rotation isn't set, and Will Bolt's mentioned that and been honest about that, I, I think Christo fits really well in that midweek start role, mm-hmm. um, where maybe he can get you four four consistently, but maybe even sneak out five or six some nights. He
0: went six last night, yep. allowed seven hits, um, only one walk, which yeah. is good. Didn't didn't hit a batter, which is good. Four strikeouts. But here's the thing that that's most encouraging to me. It's two part. Number one, seven ground ball outs. Yeah, that's huge for a guy like Drew Christo, who has strikeout stuff to trust his defense. Uh, having more more ground ball outs than flyouts is a big deal. And only eighty six pitches over six innings. That's Proficient. fourteen pitches an inning. If you're shooting for you know fifteen pitches, being about what you're doing. Christo's right there at yeah. that and he struggled with the command, the location and in letting innings snowball. So if he can sit in that, you know, fifteen to seventeen pitches and inning yeah. consistently, <clears throat> even if it's only four or five innings, that's a huge step in terms of his command ability to locate his pitches.
1: Yeah, I think it's just growth, right? Like mm-hmm. this is a guy that had uh major league and, and professional looks out of high school and, mm-hmm. and now it's time for him to, to continue to elevate that on the on the college game because he's got one more year after this before mm-hmm. he can get drafted. So there's an opportunity for I think Drew Christo to to really carve out a role. Like I said, maybe in the future can be a, a weekend guy, mm-hmm. but I think he fits really well in this. Going up against talent like Creighton and North mm-hmm. Dakota State, like this is it, Nebraska has for years searched for this midweek guy to be consistent mm-hmm. and maybe yeah, make it a bullpen game. That's fine. But it doesn't have to be, a, we got to pull a guy out of after three innings, then it's another guy after the fifth, and it, it, you just kind of are scrapping. Maybe, maybe Nebraska can find a, a midweek guy if Sears, Walsh, and Clark all do their job mm-hmm. and, and Drew Christo to maybe go out and get them four consistently each week. I think that's really what it what it comes down to in the end. He's Nick.
0: I'm Austin. This is on the block in 93.7, the ticket, the ticketfm.com. We've got some football responses here for the, the moments that live rent-free in your head. We'll get to those. Uh, need some Husker baseball and Husker basketball ones as well. Husker softball, Husker volleyball, all of them. Send in those moments that, that you'll never forget for positive or negative. We'll get to those to lead off hour two of the show in just a sec. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.